Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. DIY Money. I'm here with Logan today. Yes, Logan. Happy to be here. New superstar on the web. Kind of becoming a regular. I you like it. You are a regular. It is awesome. What? Money, 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 money. Do you have stalkers yet? Not Crazy yet. People sliding into your DM. You know, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> After these couple episodes come out, who knows? Oh, we're glad to have Logan. He's been filling in. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you probably can't see it, but he's he, Logan is a man of socks. I have some cool socks. Le- you have to be creative, Logan, especially in the financial world where you're is, just, you know. Today, Logan's socks are gray and red. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoa, wow. We went up We went up on the uh, YouTube, uh, and they're lobsters, which I, you probably can't see. Literal lobsters, red lobsters. Those suckers have been in the pot. Yep. They came out of the pot. You know, when I was a kid, um, we would get lobster. So I have an interesting story about this because the my father was a broker, started in the 70s, yada, yada. It was very successful. There was a you know boom times, especially in the early 80s. Um, we would often buy lobsters, live lobsters, and some people won't like this, but that's fine. I love lobster. Uh, we would put them on the floor at, in the kitchen to kind of crawl around, and, like, we would see them, like, you know, like, I would, like, get down with them, and, like, I thought they were, like, my pets. That's horrible. Lobster. Right before you cooked them. Yeah, and that <laughs> was bad. But the story there was we did all those fun things, and then 1987 happened, and that I we never had lobster again. Yeah, no yeah. More 1987. Lobster. For those of you who don't know, market history was a crash in October, Black Monday or Tuesday. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was a black week, uh, and it was ugly. It was ugly. The irony of that crash, though, people don't understand. The market still ended positive for the year, even though we didn't see a big big bounce uh, after that. And it was primarily because we crashed from levels. We were up like 35% on the year and then fell apart, crashed. Hmm. Uh, and then, you know, still, again, like if you if you snoozed under a tree and woke up, you'd be like, oh, market was only up 2% this year. But if you were speculating on the way up, which a lot of people were doing, they got crushed. Yeah. It was ugly. And obviously, a lot of stocks went down more than 30-some percent as the as the Dow did. Anyways, okay, let's get yeah, back. Yeah, I've on. never actually had lobster. What? Never. No, we shall see. Yes, we shall see. Yeah. Seriously? No, never. Like lobster bisque. You've never had. Oh, okay. None of Challenge it. accepted. <laughs> no problem. Do we have any clients in the New England area? We can go up there. I've never gone to like the New England area for lobster. I mean, you get you the real deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's not a million dollars. True. Is my understanding. I don't know. I'd love to do it. We'll have to make make a... If you're, if you're out in the New England area, like you're a lobster person, and you just send us an email. Yeah. And we'll come visit. Absolutely. Like, we'll do a show from there. That would be amazing. That would be awesome. We need to start taking this from stuff like a little lobster place. Yes. Like we in the restaurant. crack lobster with our bibs on and everything. Perfect. That would be awesome. That people, sounds fantastic. People who are like, they are vegan, they are hating us <laughs> right now. My mother's vegan. So shout out to my mother who's vegan. I try not probably to probably from that much playing meat. with the lobster in the kitchen. Maybe she, <laughs> she was like, "No more, no more of this." 
All right, we got we to gotta get on task. Bro talk, done. No more bro talk. All right, we had a great question today about capital gains, house sales from Bahar. Bahar, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hey, guys, Bahar here. Huge fan of the podcast. I have a question on investing and saving a large uh, lump sum of money. I recently sold my first home and received the profits of that, which is about $95,000. It's not subject to capital gains as far as I know, or I should say capital gains tax. So I believe I get to keep the whole amount. Uh, My question is, what should I do with this money? My boyfriend thinks I should invest it all into the stock market, but I think that's a little risky. I'd like to invest some and save some, possibly in a high-yield account, um, but I'm not really sure how to go about it. Any help you can give would be great. Thanks so much. Okay. First of all, bravo. Sounds like you bought and sold at the right time. Um, I'm curious on where you're living. Living in a van down by the river. Mm -hmm. Right? Because, I mean, I'm not going to assume she said my first home. I'm assuming she doesn't have a second and a third home. Right. Um, I'm assuming this meant that this was her first home and she had owned it and then sold it, etc. So I think that the first thing that needs to be addressed, Bahar, is what's the future plan of owning another home? Because if the idea is, well, I've sold this home and I'm just going to I don't know. This is dangerous. But my boyfriend and I got an apartment for a while. We're going to get married, and then we're going to buy a home together. I'm just making some stuff up here. Well, then you have a limited time that you're going to be you know, using this money uh, or investing or whatever until you're going to turn around and put it down on another mm-hmm. home. So that that needs to be addressed. So I think let's assume that's the case, and the idea is eventually you're going to buy another home, and this is going to be a down payment. I don't like the boyfriend's suggestion at all. In fact, you know, Jim, Joe, whatever your name is, no, absolutely not. You're not investing that because if this is going to go through your future home and all of a sudden the market takes a dump, which I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, you're going to be going, well, she's number one, Bahar is going to be totally pissed off at you and your terrible suggestion. And and then you're going to have to sell at Lowe's and whatever. I mean, it's just no good. Terrible idea. So... If this money is earmarked for a future home, you keep it safe, mm-hmm. like real safe, and you don't you don't do anything with it. High yield savings. Account, I know we've talked about it on some other some other shows and stuff. But it's a good break in, by the way, very Thank nice. You. That we, but, they encourage that on television, national television. Like they get in your ear and they're like, "Jump in there, jump in there." <laughs> Literally, they well, do. It's hey, very good. I'm you got your knack for it. Well, when when you're talking about that, if you're doing earmark, what is kind of your time horizon where you're like, hey, this probably shouldn't be invested? Five years. Okay, five yeah, year time five period. years. Okay, uh, and then I would and then I would um, reduce risk for every year thereafter. Okay, so like she's like, it's six years. Well, that doesn't mean you go hog wild with ninety some thousand dollars. Maybe mm-hmm. you go fifty fifty, or you know sixty forty invested and forty percent in fixed income or safe, et cetera. So, but five years. So. That's my two cents on that, okay? Mm-hmm. But let's say that's not the case. Let's say the boyfriend, we have a wedding. I'm just making this whole thing up. I'm telling them they're getting married and all the rest yeah, of the yeah. stuff. It's so, okay. Assuming they get on the same page financially, mm-hmm. all right? So, Ben, you better get on the same page with Bahar. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'll get one of them right. Yeah. Oh, did I tell you that I nailed the guy who uh, 
called in. Oh, Daniel I saw that. He was from you California. did. You nailed it. Long nailed Island. Nailed it. Yep. Grew he up had on Long grown Island. Grown up in Long Island. You got nailed it down. It. So I'm sure Ben, Jeff, or whatever, you yeah, probably yeah, already yeah. got that For one down sure. too. All right. Uh, so, anyways, let's assume that Ben has a home. And Bahar is going to move into that. And so this is money that's long-term. So mm-hmm. then now we're talking about, uh, again, no home in the equation. Now we're talking about making sure you've funded Roth IRAs uh, for 2021 uh, and then you know subsequent years thereafter. How much is for you know retirement? Let's say that there's, oh, I still have some car debt, student loan debt, maybe knock that debt out. These are just practical steps in in the DIY money progression. So just because you came into a windfall doesn't mean you don't follow all those steps. Now, my final thing is, let's say no home, no debt. Now we're investing for the long haul. Okay. And I'm going to assume emergency fund is set up. Mm -hmm. Fast cash is there. All that stuff is done, right? DIY money book. The basics are done. Okay. Now it's a matter of no different than long-term investing in your 401k, et cetera. And the previous uh, podcast that we did where Daniel talked about index funds, et cetera, is Roth IRA, if, if you are if you can do it, invest in that, index funds, target date funds, whatever. Then start setting up an individual account, same thing, target date funds, invest, uh, you know, et cetera. Now, if that's the case, I would agree with the boyfriend, Sam, because then you should be investing for the mm-hmm. long haul. It's not about, is it risky or is it not? It's not about that. It's about long-term investing goals, objectives. So three different scenarios, whether you're buying a house or not. Second scenario, again, assuming you got everything else taken care of. Third scenario is, it's all taken care of. Now we're going to invest it. I don't know. I don't know if I really answered a question or just... Well, I think you you on. also alluded to when you have questions of big portions of money and stuff, it's about goals and what your real goals are. But it also doesn't all have to go to the same place. So you said, you know, maybe some of this is for long term. You go 100% invested if it's all long term. But maybe she has a goal of a car in a couple of years and she wants to have 10000 set aside for that and then have the other 80000 or so put somewhere else and put in the markets for long term retirement goals, things like that. So it's about setting those goals up and then making a plan for the future and putting it in the right asset classes for that. Um, but one of the other things she mentioned at the very beginning was what taxes she may need to pay on that. Mm-hmm. And it sounded like she had about, I just wanted to quickly mention, if it's your primary home residence and you sell it, you have a $250,000 capital gains before you have to pay taxes. Assuming you've been there for two years. Yeah, assuming you've been there for two years. So she is she's spot on with that. What would you recommend? This is something I kind of heard throughout the question. You You're married and... Maybe Bahar gets married to Ben or whoever. Yeah. What do you think about coming in with risk tolerances between the two people? Mm, so okay. when you kind of mix that up. So great. I, I never touched on risk tolerance, um, and I and I didn't do that because um, it sounds like Bahar's young, and I kind of want her to get over the hump of mm-hmm. you know of risk aversion and so forth, but. Risk tolerance is a big deal, and it and it sounds like Peter is very risky. Bahar is not, so that's going to have to be a blend. Mm-hmm. Now, the difficulty Bahar is if you marry Sam, Jim, whatever his name is. Okay, <laughs> this money you're bringing in, it's now joint money, and, and I know psychologically you might struggle with that, mm-hmm. but in my personal opinion. 
You need to kind of check that at the door, which means you need to be on the same page financially. You need to have your goals in line. You need to be talking about this stuff. You know, make sure Luke listens to the podcast, all the rest of that stuff. But the bottom line is, is that when you're married, now it's joint goals, your risk tolerance is talked about, et cetera. And, and it might be. We deal with this all the time. And we have to kind of deal with that. Yeah. And, and it's okay. Sometimes we have accounts that are different. Even though it's collective money, we have accounts that are different, risk tolerance, et cetera. But you have to respect other people's risk tolerance as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give a selfish plug, but I think Bahar is a great candidate for our wealth development program. I mean, it is. She is. Yes, I agree. Because this is a this is a lot of money. It's not a lot of pe- money to some people, mm-hmm. but it is a lot of money. And I think you would not normally think, Bahar, oh, I need an advisor. But I that's why we have the wealth development program. Right. As somebody just like yourself is a young professional that 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 either has money coming into money, etc. And you don't want to break the bank hiring an advisor, and you don't need them, you know, to review everything. But those strategic steps to make sure you stay in alignment, I think, would be very, very helpful for Bahar. So, again, that's a selfish plug. We don't do that much on this show at all uh, intentionally. But on our site, uh, Jewel Financial or Mm -hmm. or, uh, um, no, we can't say Retirement KY because people are all over the country. Jewel Financial, uh, we have a section that literally is titled Wealth Development. You can check that out. Yeah, check it out. It's a great one-year program to answer questions like these. Yeah. It's very tailored to your goals, like we've mentioned. So figuring out what those goals are is part of the process as well. We're talking to you and communicating with you to figure all those things out. I feel like we had a really good podcast right now, but I still... Did we answer her question? I mean, did we really... Is she going to walk away from this and like, or is she just going to nod and be like, oh, that was interesting? I don't, I don't really know if we answered What would you question. do if it was you? If it was you when you were, you know, let's yeah. say 26, 27 years old. So the first thing is, again, I would make, I think the house thing is big. I yeah. can't, I can't get away from that. If, if there's another house on the, on the horizon, then it's a matter of paying down debt that you have right now, making sure you have an emergency fund, and then putting the rest of that money in a safe place for future house purchase. If, if that's the case, that's the objective I would follow. Mm-hmm. If everything else was taken care of, then I would follow the, you know, basic investment philosophy of index funds, target date funds, fund the Roth, and don't look at it. That'd be my view. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Then there yeah. you go. Now we answered now the question. We... <laughs> at minute 14, I think we finally answered your question. So, all right, Bahar, hey, great job. Um, you're a seller when others are panic buying. So bravo to you. I, I applaud your efforts. Um, obviously, you have a good real estate eye. Keep that going for you. It's a it's a, a knack that could, could benefit you for a very, very long time. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. one. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and it's not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed. 